Welcome to The Marcus Warren Show, powered by 960 Digital and the Wealth Empowerment Network. Now, here is your host, Marcus Warren. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the number one retirement and tax planning show in the region, The Marcus Warren Show. I am your host, financial advisor, tax and road agent, and author of the retirement and tax playbooks, Marcus Warren. And I hope everyone is doing well on this Sunday. And to my leftish, I am joined by our resident tax professional, D. How you doing, D? Hello and happy Sunday. And remember that if you miss any parts of the show and you want to catch up on anything that you missed, all you have to do is subscribe to the Marcus Warren Show podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Also, throughout the show, we will be offering our Retirement Rescue Game Plan which is a physical packet of information that will help rescue your retirement from all the risk that threatens your nest egg once you are close and in retirement. Now, in that game plan, you'll get a copy of my two books. You'll get a few different financial reports and access to my webinar entitled Taxes in Retirement. And you can simply order that by going to warrenwealth.net. You go to that site, put in your information, and that retirement rescue game plan will be delivered via USPS free of charge to your front door. Once again, go to warrenwealth.net, warrenwealth.net. There you go. All right. So um, a lot of uh, uh, stuff's been been going on. Here we are in the last uh, month of uh, the year, believe it or not, um, uh, I don't believe it. 20 days uh, before um, Christmas, if you can believe that. I can't. I cannot. Oh, wait. Oh, what? Oh, what is what? Yes. 20 days. Ha, ha, ha. Before... Santa Claus and his reindeer go around the world. Go around the world, mm-hmm. dropping off gifts and presents to yeah. everyone who has been good, and lumps of coal to the others. Okay, um, but it's interesting um, because generally, uh, um, you know, the market uh, has the uh, Santa bump, and we'll have to see uh, what happens if we still have that that Santa bump because there is. There are a lot of things uh, that uh, is happening uh, here that uh, makes the market jittery. Um, And so I want to spend a few minutes kind of talking about some of these things that uh, can make retirement uh, a little on edge and, of course, uh, the market a little jittery. Um, And, of course, um, one of those things is this uh, new variant uh, called Omicron, Omicron. Uh, uh, Biden says Omicron. Crone, whatever he says, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. regardless, is it's a new variant of the novel uh, coronavirus, um, and so you know it, it's weird because of course uh, uh, when Delta uh, hit, um, I think the markets uh, jumped a little bit, and now here we are uh, with another variant, and of course uh, the market doesn't like that uh, because 
the market does not like uncertainty. It doesn't react to uh, uncertainty well, uh, very well. And of course, you know, we don't know uh, what this variant, uh, how dangerous it is, or if it is even dangerous at all. We probably won't know for uh, a couple uh, more weeks or so. Um, but, um, you know, I always say that the bottom line is you have to make sure that you have a plan and you have some sort of system um, because the market is going to be jumpy. Like I said, the market uh, doesn't like uncertainty. Uh, we've seen that uh, uh, this past week with uh, the way the market dropped. Uh, I, I want to say that, that was even, even before uh, last week, uh, like Friday of the week before, it uh, dropped uh, pretty significantly, but mm-hmm. then bounced back and then dropped again and bounced back, and then here we are again. And um, uh, I think we're going to be on uh, half of this rocky road uh, moving forward, but the uh, the unfortunate aspect of it is the fact that when the market is volatile, when it goes up and it goes down, and then there's these violent upward swings and these violent downward swings, what happens is people tend to get emotional. And there are two emotions that drive the market. The first one is greed, which I don't think people uh, um, are being so greedy right now. But the next one is fear. And that is where we are currently, where that uncertainty brings fear and those two emotions, fear and greed, it causes people to do the wrong things at the wrong time and they do them all the time. And so here we are in this uncertain, fearful time and it causes uh, people to jump out. And, you know, Friday, uh, last Friday, um, when the market dropped about 900 or so points, uh, there were a lot of people who probably thought, this is it. Here's a new, uh, a new variant. Uh, let me jump out. And then, of course, Monday and Tuesday, the market uh, tended to to bounce back a little bit. And then, of course, Wednesday came and the market dropped again. But then Thursday, it came back. And so the bottom line is you can't be emotional when you invest. You have to have a plan, some sort of system that that says, hey, um, I know the market is volatile. It's always been. And but I know I need growth. And that's where I can potentially get the best growth is being in the market. And so you allocate a portion of your assets into uh, the market. But then the money that you're like, you know what, I also need to have a portion that is safe. And I know that's not correlated to the market. That's not going to have these violent uh, downswings. And it's not going to be this roller coaster ride. And that money you should put in those safer types of investments. But what happens is most people don't do that. They tend to have these IRAs, these 401ks that they basically they've set it in for and and they've forgotten about it. And most of the time it's uh, more on the riskier side in the market. And then we have uh, this uh, news media, CNBC's, the Fox businesses that talks about uh, how the market is is down and there's this new variant and it causes people to be like, what? Oh, and then they pull up their their statements and they or they go online and pull up their accounts and they see that they're they're down and they're like, not this time buddy and they jump out and then they stay out and then everything recovers very quickly or over the over a course of a period of time and uh, they never experience those gains as a matter of fact we did a um, uh, we did a show uh, not too long ago about how when you miss out on just like the 10 best days of the market that it can dramatically almost uh, unbelievably mess up your retirement gains if you miss out on um, those bounce back days, which most people do because no one can time the market and you do miss out on those bounce back days. So my recommendation is this, um, rather than try to predict the unknowable, 
or speculate wildly without enough information, let's do something else. Take a breath, relax, and get yourself a plan. All right. So what else is out there? So um, another thing that's out there that you hear about uh, in the news that we need to talk about uh, on this first segment is inflation. Right. Inflation um, is uh, is rising. Um, And uh, one of the things that uh, um, people uh, have seen is the rising cost of goods and services. And for the most part, um, you know, inflation has been pretty much tame uh, for the last few years or so. As a matter of fact, when, when, when I talk about inflation, uh, when people um, always hear about inflation, but they're wondering, okay, rising prices, blah, blah, blah. Um, a lot of times in my workshops, because I have a lot of um, retirees, uh, um, people on the uh, older side, the more senior uh, people. Um, advanced age. Advanced age. Mm-hmm, there you go. Audience. Um, I'll, I'll ask them, I'll say, hey, how many people paid more for their last car than they did for their first house? And a lot of hands, actually most hands go up. And I say, that is inflation. Um, and like I said, we've gotten uh, used to uh, these low inflation numbers just because it's been low for uh, over a decade. Uh, but now we've seen prices uh, increase. Um, generally speaking, for the last uh, few years, inflation has averaged about 2%. And this year, it jumped up uh, threefold. Um, and it's 6% this year. And so, um, and we, we've seen it at the gas pump, we've seen it um, in the grocery stores, and people are paying a lot now for, um, uh, for, their, for, for their groceries, for their goods and services. Matter of fact, Dollar Tree. There you go, Dollar Tree. Most people are familiar with the Dollar Tree. But now it's the Dollar Tree no more, D. The Dollar Tree no more. Why is that, you ask? Well, because the Dollar Tree now is, well, they just raised their prices to 25 cents. They raised all their prices 25 cents. So now they're the dollar and 25 cent store or the dollar and 25 or dollar and quarter tree. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah. Or, uh, well, we, we were talking about this earlier. Two bits. Have you ever heard of uh, two bits? Nope. When I mean, you can pay something for two bits. So it was back mm-hmm. in the wild, wild west, okay. ma'am. Ma'am, okay. it was a wild, wild west. <laughs> All right. My horse out back and uh, my uh, posse in the front. Um, and so they paid two bits. And so it could be the dollar, two bits tree, right? Am I right, people? Um, all right. So, um, and that's basically, that's like a 25% that's 25%, increase. 25%, yes. Right. And mm-hmm. um, it's interesting, but, but, but that's the effect of um, these, these rising prices and, and inflation. And uh, we'll have to see where this goes. Uh, I know the current administration is trying to deal with it, saying that it might be a short-term problem. I tend to, to disagree a little bit. Um, when you look at um, uh, the landscape out there, I think that uh, this continued inflation uh, will happen for um, a period of time, uh, not knowing exactly how long, but I don't think it's going to clear up uh, uh, quickly like the administration uh, suggests. And then, of course, um, you know, something that we're always keeping an eye on are taxes. Um, we talk about it all the time, and that's simply because it is a real thing. Uh, taxes, the uncertainty on what tax rates are going to be uh, in the future, um, you know, that always makes investors and retirees uh, nervous, especially uh, retirees who are going to need to take money from their nest eggs. Because when you take that money out, you're taxed at whatever tax rates are when you pull that money out. And um, it's a... Uh, it's a, it's it's a little it's a little nerve wracking, but to wrap this up and put a bow on it, 
because we are 20 days away from Christmas, by the way, to put a bow on it. It all boils down to having a plan, having a good retirement plan, investment plan, and more importantly, a tax plan. If you don't have those things, then you know what? You need to get that retirement rescue game plan and you need to talk to us. All right. Anyway, coming up next, we are going to jump into your emails. You are listening to The Marcus Warren Show. This is uh, Little Richard. Um, oh, this is a good song. And um, why are we playing this song, by the way? Uh, Little Richard was born on December 5th. Okay. So this is, well, he passed away. Uh, passed away last year, yes. He was born um, December 5th, 1932. And... Um, this song came out in 1955, and of course it is uh, Tutti Fruity, a top 20 hit oh. in the U.S., top okay. 30 hit wow. in the U.S. Okay. All right. There's, there's a lot of hits, though. We could, we, we, we could play uh, a lot of these things. Anyway, welcome back to the show, the Marcus Warren Show, and uh, oh, this is good stuff. I like Little Richard. Anyway, um, so you can get your retirement rescue game plan simply by going to warrenwealth.net. What is a retirement rescue game plan, you may ask? Well, it is a physical packet of information that will help rescue your retirement from all the risk that threatens your nest egg. We are talking about market risk, inflation risk, and more importantly, tax rate risk. You have to protect your hard-earned money from the IRS. Once again, all you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net, and it comes to your door free of charge or probably to your mailbox. Well, probably to your door. It probably doesn't fit in your mailbox, um, depending on how big someone's mailbox is. But standard size mailboxes, it does not fit into. So it will be dropped off free of charge to your front door. Time for some emails. Hey, listeners, don't forget, if you have a question for Marcus, you can now call us uh, on the Ask Marcus line. How does it work? Just call 502 622 1337 and leave a message with your question. If it's a good one, it might be featured on the show. Just call the Ask Marcus line. It's 502-622-1337. Leave a message with your question and you might hear it featured on the show. First question today is from Janet. She says, isn't investing my retirement savings in things like stocks and mutual funds too risky? Well, generally speaking, no. Um, not as long as you're not trying to buy it and trade uh, these meme stocks, um, you know, like uh, what's that, GameStop, GameStop and AMC, AMC and everything mm-hmm. else, all the rest of them. Like but really, and beyond recently yeah. or something weird like that. Stocks and mutual funds, they've historically provided the greatest return on your investment. Um, and it is important to have some of your investments in the stock market to keep up with what I talked about earlier, Janet, um, inflation which is the rising cost of goods and services. Now, um, you know, we do know that, you know, when you are invested in the market, um, you do have to take on uh, some additional risk. Um, but, um, you know, you if you have bonds or CDs, you know, the uh, that's uh, can balance out your portfolio. Um, and so as long as you can 
you have time in the market, it beats trying to buy and sell and time the market. If that made sense. That makes sense, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Anyway, um, um, your mix of retirement investments, it really should change as you get older. Um, you know, as you get closer to retirement, as retirement nears, uh, you'll probably begin to, or you should, because most people, a lot of people don't believe it or not, but you should probably begin to shift more of your uh, nest egg or those retirement savings into safer investments and out of uh, the riskier ones. Um, uh, Janet, the, the rule of 100 is a good rule of thumb to use to determine how much of your investments should be allocated to growth. Um, uh, basically investments that could potentially be at risk. And basically the rule states that uh, you use the number 100, you subtract your age and the result is the, or the, what is that? Uh, the, um, you have, when you subtract, mm -hmm. it's not the product, the difference, okay. right? Yes. You yes. did not do well in math. I, I right did there. not. <laughs> um, I actually did. But anyway, the difference. So you take the number 100, <laughs> you subtract your age, and the result or the difference should be the percentage of your retirement assets that should be allocated to the stock market. So, for example, you use, you use the, the number 100, you're 65, uh, what's left is 35, 35% of your investments should potentially be in the stock market. That is a general rule of thumb. Obviously, if you're more risk averse, then less will be allocated to the stock market. And if you're more risk tolerant, then of course you could have more of your investments in uh, the market. So the general rule of thumb just depends on whether you have guaranteed income sources or not. Uh, if you're still not sure uh, what I said uh, in my explanation, uh, Janet, uh, you can always schedule a time to, to meet with us or to talk to me. All you have to do, go do is visit talktomarcus.com to get started. All right. I bumbled and stumbled my way through that one. I sure did. So let's try again. Okay. Next one is from Betty. She says, my husband is 68 and we have not uh, started taking money out of his 401k yet. I'm concerned about taxes going up if we wait until age 72 and have to start taking those RMDs, required minimum distributions. She says, we don't really need it now, but considering all of this, should we consider withdrawing money sooner rather than later? So um, there are you know many different ways to tackle this question. You know, first, you know, I'm, I'm glad uh, that you are thinking about future tax rates because we all know that taxes are certainly going to go up after December 25th, after December 31st, 2025. After Christmas? Yes, they okay. might. Okay. That's not a good Christmas present. Oh. But uh, I tell you what, when uh, uh, January 1st, 2026 rolls around, oh. those tax cuts are going to be gone. Okay. Gone, I tell you. Yes. Um, and so when it comes to your retirement accounts, most people have their money saved in these tax-deferred accounts, 401ks, IRAs, 403bs. These types of accounts are what I call the ticking tax time bomb because they haven't been taxed yet. And so the money has grown to hopefully a large sum of money, right? If you started investing in your company retirement plan at 25, 30 years old, and you've continued to do that, um, by the time you get to traditional retirement age at 65, you should have a pretty good amount in there, right? However, it's a tax deferred account. So when you take your withdrawals, you have to pay taxes. And you pay taxes at whatever tax rates are at the time that you decide to take that money out. So, 
This this presents us with the questions that you are posing. Should you consider doing something now while tax rates are low to position those accounts into tax-free or taxed-never accounts to save you money in the long term? So the answer is specific to people in different situations. So this isn't a, a, uh, a solution for everyone. As a matter of fact, some of these things that I talk about may or may not work for you. But um, generally speaking, in order to determine uh, whether taking money from that tax-deferred bucket, paying the tax at the lower tax rate now and positioning, positioning it into a, a, a Roth or a, some sort of tax-free vehicle um, is what people should consider. Right. But in order to determine whether that strategy or these strategies work for you, you have to look at your other income, uh, how much you have in your tax deferred buckets or accounts versus your other uh, uh, accounts like a tax free bucket or a taxable bucket. So it is important to sit down with a good fiduciary advisor to help make these decisions, specifically one who focuses on taxes. And that would obviously be us. So if you need help, you can go to talk to Marcus. .com, schedule that 15-minute phone call, and we can get started. There you go. We got time for one more? Okay. Yes, we do. Let's do it. Let's go. Uh, Tanya says, I'm turning 72 in February, and I know that I have to take money out of my IRA accounts. You just mentioned this. How does this work? I have three IRAs. Do I need to take it out of each, and how much do I need to take out? Um, all right, Tanya. So you are correct. Um, the IRS, uh, the rules... It, it says that you cannot keep retirement funds in your um, accounts indefinitely. You generally have to start taking withdrawals from your IRA when you reach age 72. Now, it used to be 70 and a half, but that all changed. And so your required minimum distribution or your RMD is the minimum amount that you have to take out of your account each year. Now, this amount generally starts at around 4% or so of your cumulative account balances, and then it goes up each and every year. So um, so your question, you do not, well, number one, yes, you, you do have to take your RMDs, but number two, you don't have to take it from each account. Number one, you have, you said you have three IRAs. Not sure why. I don't know why people do that. You should consolidate those bad boys. No need to have three IRAs, Tanya. Get that together. Clean, clean that mess up. Um, and but, but, but the bottom line, since you have three, you don't have to take an RMD from each account. You can take it from just one account as long as it meets that minimum required amount. For example, um, you have three IRAs. So you have three IRAs. Say it's a total of $200,000, right? Um, we're going to use that 4% number for that first year uh, distribution that you have to take out. Then your required minimum distribution for the year is $8,000. So um, any amount, um, so that $8,000, you, you can take that out of one account. You don't have to take it out. You don't have to divide that up between the three. You can take $8,000 out just of those that one account, all right? Now, Remember this, any amount that you take out of your IRA or your, or your 401k is considered taxable income, right? Which I was talking about earlier, which really makes tax planning very important when you are retired. Your retirement accounts withdrawals are taxable and your social security benefits can be taxable also. So we know that tax rates are at all time lows right now, just like I said earlier, but it gives us, but, to, but today, now, before the end of 2025, this gives us an opportunity to take advantage 
of the lower tax rate now, save some money in the long run. If you'd like to learn more about uh, what I'm talking about, uh, what I always talk about um, uh, on this show, um, then you can obviously go to talktomarcus.com and we can help you out. All right. You've recently um, started dubbing these uh, 401k accounts, uh, employer retirement plans, and even IRA accounts, government controlled retirement plans. That's right. And it's funny because people don't, when you really stop and think about it, you don't have a lot of control with what you can do with those accounts. You're forced to do stuff when you might not want to, like take RMDs. Yep. You are not allowed to take st- money out before you reach a specific age, 59 and a half, or I guess you are allowed to, but you have to pay a penalty. Penalty. And then you're always taxed. You, you, you kind of always get told what to do with these accounts yeah. just to get that little bit of tax break along the way. Right. And, and really, when you, when you do the math on that, just like you said, that little bit of tax mm-hmm. break along the way, um, the math... Um, it just, it, it doesn't add up in, in most cases. And it is a fantastic, um, uh, scheme on the government's part, um, to have us thinking that, um, when I get my first job and I start putting away and, and, and I make, you know, $25,000 a year mm-hmm. and I'm putting 10% uh, mm-hmm. away, mm-hmm. uh, for my retirement that I need, a big old tax break on yeah. that twenty five hundred dollars. Right. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's it's um, it, just like I said. It, it, it's pretty. Um, um, it's a good scheme. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, I digress. Um, if you want to learn more about what I'm talking about and the math that goes behind being taxed on the seed versus the harvest, then you need to sign up for one of my workshops because it is eye opening and profound information that I give out during those workshops. All right, I'm done. Coming up next, we're going to dive into uh, our Money Matters segment. You're listening to The Marcus Warren Show. Here we go. (laughs) So... um, I'm sure you know this song. Oh, yeah. Of course you do. So this is um, Dancing Queen by ABBA. The song came out in um, 1976. All right. There you go. Number one in the U.S. and the U.K. Yeah, it was. ABBA was uh, pretty big uh, from what I understand back in the day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Anyway. Um, what do you think about? Are you a, are you a, a, a dancing queen? Or, or are you? Do you consider yourself a, a big dancer? Are you a cut a rug, as the kids say these days? What? I don't even know what that means. Um, yeah, uh, sure. When okay. I'm in the mood, when I'm in the when mm. I'm when the Friday when it's Friday night and the lights are low. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Is that a song? It's the yeah. It's this song. Oh, it is. That's what they say. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Anyway, welcome back to the show. The Marcus Warren Show. Remember, you can get your retirement rescue game plan. All you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net, put in your information, and you'll receive a packet of information that will help you rescue your retirement from all the threats, IRS, Wall Street, all those threats that threaten your retirement nest egg. Go to warrenwealth.net and request that retirement rescue game plan. 
Uh, now we didn't do money matters the first segment because we had to jump into these, you know, these hot topics of the day mm-hmm. with the Current variant events. and mm-hmm. inflation. But now we're going to go ahead and jump into uh, some money matters. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Money, money, money. All right. So, um, we were talking about uh, at least the first segment about all this. Um, you know, uncertainty that's, that's out there in the, uh, <clears throat> in the economy and the market and with uh, investor sentiment uh, not being as, as high as it should. And um, the question that I get a lot of times is how do you create certainty um, in your retirement plan? And it's interesting because, you know, when we think about retiree or retirement uncertainty, there's, you know, of course, just uh, uh, market risk. There's, you know, the fact that the market uh, can go down at the wrong time, right when you're about to retire. Um, Of course, uh, we've already talked about inflation, you know, the rising cost of goods and services. Um, You know, in retirement, you know, there's a a bunch of different things to sometimes feel uncertain about uncertain about or uneasy social security right is social security going to be there and if it is there is it going to always stay in its full form because of course we have heard that social security they're only going to be able to pay 70 cents on the dollar uh, around 2033 and so that concerns people if, if they don't make any any changes so social security is uh, something that that people worry about of course health care um, is your health going to sustain and hold up throughout your retirement because health care costs are always um, going up and actually they go up at a lot higher rate than uh, what typical regular inflation does um, you know Taxes. We always talk about taxes, right? Taxes are going to go up. How is that going to affect your retirement? And then there's just the uncertainty of will your money last? How long will your money last? Are you going to have the cash flow throughout retirement to uh, make it through? Um, You know, you don't want to have too much life at the end of your money, right? You'd rather have too much money, you know, at the end of your life. And so uh, that creates a a lot of anxiety and fear and uncertainty out there. So how do you create certainty uh, in retirement? So let's talk about a few different ways how uh, you can create, you know, some sort of of, of certainty. Um, And I'm gonna start with the basics here. All right, the basics is this, you want to spend less and save more, right? Um, And if you're and, and 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 this is just tried and true boilerplate uh, uh, advice for anyone, uh, whatever phase you're in. If you're just starting out a job, um, if and when I say starting out, I'm talking about 16, right? Um, if you're uh, close to retirement, if you're in the middle of your working career, the bottom line is you do want to spend less and you want to save more. You want to save as much as you can because over the long term. You want to build up what you need to retire on. And then, of course, once you get close to retirement, you want to have hopefully uh, paid down most of your debt. What we're seeing a a lot of times now, unfortunately, is a lot of retirees are going into uh, retirement with uh, with debt, with more debt than than they intended than they uh, intended to. And so what does this uh, do for cash flow? Well, one, since you have to spend money on those bills um, that you haven't paid off. Um, that's less that you can have for your lifestyle. If you want to travel, spend time with grandkids, um, 
if you go into retirement with debt, then you find yourself um, with less money. Uh, and then, of course, you can find you you can find yourself depleting your nest egg a lot quicker um, if uh, you have too much debt and uh, your monthly expenses are are fairly high. So, um, you know, that's just basic information. You, you, you want to spend less and save more. But more importantly, you want to make sure, and then number two, another way that you can create certainty in retirement is you want to make sure that your money is working for you, right? Um, so when you're working, when you're employed, uh, most people tend to take on a lot of risk, right? When you're younger, you take on a lot more risk because if the market drops, you have more time to recover. Uh, you're also putting money into your retirement plans or into your brokerage accounts. And so, you know, if the market does drop or if there is risk associated with it, it's okay because you're continually putting money in. And what happens is, is once you get close to retirement or you're in retirement, we have seen uh, people uh, who have and families who have went the other way and they said, you know what, I don't want to lose anything. I am going to go into um, mainly cash, CDs, fixed income investments, things of that nature. And that is generally not what you're supposed to do with the majority of your money because you got to think about this. Once you retire, that's not the end goal. The end goal is to make it through retirement. And, you know, you may have worked for 30, 40 years, but you could very well be in retirement for another 25 to 30 years. And you have to be prepared for that. And so you can't take all of your money off the table and then start uh, to distribute it or, or take withdrawals. You still need your money to work for you because you're going to be spending a lot of time in retirement. Now, you don't want to be overly risky and uh, sub subject yourself to uh, big time market loss, but you do want to make sure that you have a good portion of your assets um, uh, that you're comfortable with, by the way, um, in the market where it can continue to grow and beat inflation. So you want your money to work for you. Another thing you want to do, number three, is if you're not retired yet, you need to start planning for retirement, you know, at least uh, three to five years out of, re out, out, three to five years before retirement is when you want to start planning for um, that transition. Uh, because you have to make sure you have an income plan. You got, just like I'm talking about, you have to make sure that your money is going to last. You have to make sure that you have a tax plan. Um, have you considered uh, what you're going to do as in regards to health care? If you retire before 65, um, you'll, you won't qualify for, for Medicare, so you're going to have to have some sort of insurance uh, or health care uh, before uh, Medicare kicks in. Uh, have you thought about those things? Uh, where are you going to live? Um, what's your, what's your uh, uh, cash flow situation going to be like? I talked about debt. Are you going to have your house paid off? Or are you going to have just a couple of more years left once you retire to, to pay on uh, any outstanding liabilities? Those are things that you have to start thinking about before you retire. Now, if you're retired and you haven't thought about these things and you're uh, kind of in a, you're in this whirlwind and you're not sure what you want to do, of course, you still need to go speak. I would suggest that you go speak to, you know, a good fiduciary advisor who can iron a lot of these things out. Or if you're in retirement and you feel pretty good because you've built up a pretty good nest egg, but you know you really don't have a plan and you're just kind of hobnobbing and kind of 
uh, taking money out of your account, just picking at your nest egg here and there, and um, you're really not sure, um, you know, where uh, the money's going to come from. Um, you know, if you're going to take it from your taxable accounts or your tax deferred accounts, you're just kind of taking money out and you don't have a real plan and you're retired, I would suggest sitting down with a good fiduciary advisor to iron those things out. And then the last thing that uh, you need to do to create more certainty um, in your retirement is you need to make sure that you're diversified. Now, when I talk about diversification, I talk about it on two fronts. Of course, there is investment diversification, and that is what most people always think about when they think about asset allocation or diversification. They think about, okay, I need some stocks, I need some bonds, I need mutual funds, I need U.S. stocks, I need some international, I need some bonds also, uh, maybe a little bit of real estate. Um, and yes, you do. You need to make sure that you are allocated amongst uh, all asset classes, right? But you also need to be tax diversified, so what is tax diversification? Uh, if you listen to this radio program or this podcast, then you should know that uh, I talk about this a lot, that there are three tax accounts or tax buckets, taxable, tax deferred, and tax free. And you need to make sure that you have money allocated in all three of those tax buckets. Why? Because it provides flexibility when you are pulling income out when you are retired. If you have money that is tax diversified, you now have decisions that you can make as far as how you're going to receive that money. If there's a big purchase that, that you want to make, a car, uh, a, a boat, uh, a jet ski, whatever you, you are looking to buy, um, and you're deciding what account to take it out of, maybe you take it out of that tax-free account because well, if the jet ski's $15,000, um, that's an expensive jet ski. I'm not sure if... Uh, uh, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure the, uh, the market for jet skis, but say it's $15,000 and you're buying a jet ski for 15 grand, all you have to take out of that tax-free bucket is 15000 Pay for it, you're good. You don't have to worry about taxes. If you were to take that out of your tax-deferred bucket, you'd probably have to take out, depending on your tax bracket, more than that $15,000. Say 18000 just to net the fifteen to pay for that jet ski. But when you have money across all of those buckets, you can make the determination on how you want to receive that money and the taxes you want to pay. So diversification, uh, spend less, save more, get your money working for you and have a plan. Those are ways that you can create that certainty once you retire. All right, I'm done with that. Coming up next, we're going to get into some news you can use and some news you can't use you're listening to The Marcus Warren Show. Driving drumbeat. So, these are the scorpions. Mm-hmm. Or just scorpions? Oh, so the, the scorpions. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like the Google. Yes. Just Google. Anyway, this is... Um, Rock You Like a Hurricane. This song came out in 1984. Okay. Isn't that crazy? It's how long ago? 30, almost 30 years ago? More than 30 years ago. It is. Oh, my gosh. I'm so old. Wow. 37 years ago. Oh, jeez. So old. I look good, though. Anyway, this song uh, was number 25 in the uh, U.S. Okay. 
I guess it didn't uh, yeah. come out in the UK or didn't chart. Oh, anyway, hmm. but uh, there you go. Anyway, welcome back to the show, the Marcus Warren Show. Um, remember, you can request your retirement rescue game plan. It's the Go part to, everybody knows, right? Yeah, I guess so. Go to warrenwealth.net and uh, get that retirement rescue game plan. A lot of good stuff in there. All right. Good. Good for you. Good for them. Um, the scorpions, or as you say, scorpions. Just scorpions. Just scorpions. Is it just scorpions? No. Scorpions. Scorpions. Gotcha. Let's get into some news you can use. <laughs> We're slow, aren't we? Okay, so the Biden administration is tightening travel rules uh, to and within the U.S., requiring all inbound international passengers to test for COVID within 24 hours of departure. And they're extending the mask requirements on all domestic flights and public transportation through March 18th. Initially, this was supposed to go away in January. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yes, that's correct. I was getting used to it. I was getting used to rolling through the airport... Uh with your mask on? Incognito. You know, oh, yeah. no one can recognize me and oh. ask me for stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all the all the people that recognize you can't uh, ask you for financial and tax planning tips. That's right. Well, you know, you it can, gets, it gets taxing. You know what I'm saying? Now you get to wear uh, your mask until March 18th, at least uh, for now. Uh, the changes were announced on Thursday as part of a broader plan to bolster the nation's arsenal of tools, of course, in its fight against the virus. As we enter our, by the way, third year of the pandemic. Hey, did, did, didn't, no, didn't I say yes. on one of these shows, I don't know, whatever, mm-hmm. what? that the pandemic, or maybe we were just talking uh, off air, but. Oh, it's um, over. Not that it's over. It's just, this is just more of a, I think I said an endemic. Oh, yes. Was that right? Yes. I, I didn't, never looked it up. Where it's just something we're just, just going to always around. have to just kind of be around. We're going to have to live with mm-hmm. um, and, you know, kind of. That's that. People, yep. you know, people get vaccinated and then you just get your annual, uh, you know, your annual shot, your annual booster, kind of like the flu. Um, and it's just going to be That's there. Right. Not that yeah. it's ever going to end. Right. It's just something that we will live with. Yes. Uh, and moving forward. As time goes on, you know, they're coming out with uh, some medication that'll That's help. That's what I'm Those, saying. It's a know, totally, pills right. that, that, pills. that help for people who... Um, yeah. It becomes a severe case, becomes severe cases. So yeah, yeah. It, it is going to be like that. It's just going to be something that never goes away. Yep, you just have to treat. Anyway, um, there you go. Um, we'll have to see what what happens. Let's we'll see what happens with travel and the travel industry, hospitality industry, mm-hmm. uh, depending on, I guess, in the next couple of weeks when we find out how this new variant, um, how uh, if it's just a small bump in the road, yeah, or if it's something you know a little bit more more serious. But um, you know, keeping my fingers crossed, thinking that it's going to be a small bump in the road because we have um, you know those people who um, you know have been a lot of people have been vaccinated, and so right. uh, we'll have to see how it affects people who are vaccinated, people who are unvaccinated, and then just kind of go from there. Mm. But it'll have a pretty hardcore effect if it's uh, something serious, again, That's right. on the travel and yeah. uh, um, hospitality industry. People scare people, you know, that fear creeping mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Um, hey, as long as these airports clear out for me, I'm still fly. So as long as these airports clear out for me, yeah. hey. doesn't matter to you nope. either way. Nope. Okay. Well, well let's <laughs> let's move on. Um, so Square Inc., the financial services company co-funded and led by former Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey, former Twitter CEO, yeah. uh, is changing its name to Block Inc. The change will be effective later this month. Its uh, symbol will remain SQ. Yes. Ah, I just it just clicked. Yes. 
I, you know, because when I hear block, you know, you think, oh, H&R Block, because yes. haven't they just started going by block or whatever? They, I think so, yeah, because like, they have, I like, mean, block advisors. Right, so yeah. it does, yes. Mm-hmm. But um, I know why they're making that switch. I was going to ask you, the yes. blockchain. Exactly. Uh, so they just blocked Yes. So, uh, like I said, Darcy just resigned as Twitter CEO. He was serving as a CEO of both Square and Twitter. Um, Square's new name is going to encompass its various businesses, Um associated with um, uh, merchant services. Of course, the name, like you said, aligns with his interest in cryptocurrencies and the technology behind them, which is blockchain. They currently hold about $220 million in Bitcoin, uh, Square does, or Block does, in its corporate treasury. Um, Its cash app business also allows users to buy and sell Bitcoin. And the company said that they are starting a new unit aimed at including a blockchain-based exchange for trading crypto assets. Um, Square also owns uh, Title, Afterpay, a few other companies as well. Now, Tidal. all mm-hmm, the music, music. Services. Oh, Title. Title. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. I used to have, uh, I used to use Title, and then I switched back to Spotify. Anyway, you didn't like it when Jack Dorsey bought him. Um, didn't I forgot? I didn't even know. Um, <laughs> I didn't remember. Um, so, um, where was I going with this? Oh, the whole. Uh, crypto thing you yes. know crypto and blockchain mm-hmm. and all of that and we we've had our shows uh, about that and we'll probably have more shows uh, about it you know moving forward but it's um it's it's a, it's all a mess to me right now there's so it's yeah. a wild wild west like like i had talked mm-hmm. about this it's it's people there's so many new players coming into the market um um to the marketplace it is bringing more i guess in i don't even say investors but at least people who are thinking about speculating and gambling with their money, I right. guess. Um, because, I, you know, of course, I, I, I think crypto is is highly speculative and it's going to, going to be a wild, bumpy ride mm-hmm. with huge upswings and downswings. And if the average individual investor can't uh, take that ride, which most can't, um, it's going to be interesting. There's yeah. a lot of offshoots, too, from crypto. You've got the NFTs, you know, which, oh, yes. which uses the same sort blockchain. of te- blockchain technology yep. and also something else that we don't really understand. And then you have um, the new buzzword in, in tech is Web3, oh, which is Never heard of like, the ne- the, like the next version of, of what the Internet is supposed to be. So we had the dial-up, the Web1. Now we have the Google, the Facebook, the big, big companies that track everything you do and right. then web three is supposed to be another sort of decentralized where we're not relying on um these big companies like facebook google we're it's i don't know i don't understand it like i said i don't but either. uh that's it's, that's the next buzzword in yeah, in tech know. is web yeah. three internet there you go there you go and and meta can't forget about uh, oh, yes. just the metaverse well and, that's and, probably and part of that stuff. the whole web three stuff it's no, well, the metaverse. Not, not, not when facebook is trying to jump into mm, the, the yes. metaverse that's not decentralized um, no it, it's all it's, it's all gonna everything's gonna roll back into google and uh facebook and all the same players are just gonna start eating all these people up and uh it'll be back to them back yeah. to them controlling all and dominating everything yep yep anyway d thank you for that news you can use and of course if we left you with that that would definitely be enough but we always give you really the audience what you all clamor for the most and that of course is the news that you can't use mm-hmm. 
Well, hey, speaking of crypto, uh, let's let's go with this story. So thousands of cryptocurrency investors recently raised more than $40 million and nearly purchased a copy of the U.S. Constitution. They were out, outbid ultimately by Citadel CEO, oh. uh, hedge fund Citadel. Um, their CEO, Ken Griffith, paid $43 million for the document. Is it the real document? He, you it, can't be. There has to be a replica. It, They're going to keep the real one in the Smithsonian. Of the U.S. Constitution, yes. I, I can do I can write you a copy of... Uh, on Word? Mm-hmm, you can. You know what and, I mean? And I'll type it up. Go put it up for auction and, and see uh, if some crypto investors will try to buy it. Um, anyway, he did, Ken Griffin said he does plan to put it in a museum. Um, it is like a just a copy that was made, I guess, around so, the time that no. the U.S. Constitution was So, signed. what do you mean? A, no. It's a copy of the document. It's not the original. Right. So, they made another copy? Yes. Or is it a copy of the copy? Meaning that... Oh, I don't know how many copies there were. Was the copy made two days ago? No. No, 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 no. Probably, I, I would think not if it's sold for $43 million. I would think it's not something that I would somebody think it's printed the original. off of Word. I would think it's the original. <laughs> no. Like, no one wants yes. a copy of the Mona Lisa. And why would you write two copies of the Declaration of Independence? Um, and then and everybody signs it. Good question. Like, no, that doesn't make any sense. That's why it has know. to be the real one. I, then it, it wouldn't make sense that it would be the real one because that's the U.S. As uh, I'm anyway. reading it, a copy of the Constitution. <laughs> um, so a group of crypto investors basically formed what they're calling a DAO, which is some sort of another decent, another decentralized some organization where they purchase. They were basically trying to combine their funds, use crypto to purchase this document didn't work yeah. out now they're trying to raise money to purchase an nba franchise um calling itself kraus house dao which is a reference to the late chicago bulls general manager jerry, jerry kraus yes um there's two thousand members raised the equivalent of just four million dollars right because yeah well an nba franchise are billions of dollars plus wide wide and another thing yes Crypt- very very far away from yeah, crypto investors mm-hmm. um that's an oxymoron oh okay. crypto speculators gamblers okay um you know on you know and that's just that funny money man and i know that and the whole thing is they're not buying do you, do you know what whoever was selling that um the copy Mm-hmm. The Declaration of Independence. Yes. You know what they were, uh, uh, you know what they didn't take as payment? What? Crypto. They took 43, how, how many? Million what? $43 million. D- d- say that again? Dollars? Yes. Right. Exactly. Because they know they don't yes. want to be paid in that funny money. Well, and then my other thing, um, um, it says rare original copy, by the way. Rare original copy. Original copy is an oxymoron, isn't it? <laughs> um, anyway, um, the other thing is, you know, you have a group of 4,000 people who buy the U.S. Constitution. Is it going to my house or whose house is it going to be in? Well, you would just kind of, I guess you would cut you it chop up. it up? Well, You're going to chop up the U.S. Constitution? I'm pretty sure that's treason. Well, <laughs> Yeah, funny. Anyway, it's reason. Yeah, That's, I don't think you're I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to do that. Well, you can technically do what you want in this country. It wouldn't. I mean, I don't know. Anyway, except chop up the U.S. Constitution. That's right. That's right. But it, but it really still lives. It lives in our hearts and our minds. Oh, oh. Anyway, thank you, D, <laughs> for that news. Definitely can't use. And we all know what that music means. It means we've come to the end of the show. I want to thank everyone for listening. Have a great week and take it easy on this Sunday. Thank you for listening to The Marcus Warren Show. 
For more information or to request your retirement toolkit, contact Marcus at 502-339-8255 or visit his website at talktomarcus.com. Warren Wealth Management and Tax Planning and WGTK are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested.